A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. On the afternoon of June 9, flight FX-77 makes its approach into Sydney. The FedEx plane had left Honolulu nine hours before with its crew, cargo, and almost certainly COVID. Someone on board has the highly contagious Delta variant. Within one day, two people would get it. A little over two weeks later, Five million people would be confined to their homes and living in fear. Empty and desolate. Sydney under lockdown and Australia now under threat. The Delta variant out of control and governments out of excuses. Bondi back on COVID alert. Tonight, the inside story of the outbreak. A pandemic is a dramatic emergency. It's of monumental proportions. It's a war. It's a war against this virus. So we are completely vulnerable and at the mercy of this virus. And we're vulnerable because we have a low level of vaccination. The mishaps. We knew there were not enough vaccines in our country. So we've ended up with a double whammy. The mistakes. It's utterly inexcusable. If excuses were vaccines, we'd all be vaccinated by now. The missed opportunities. This virus was always going to trump us in some way or other. And we should never have imagined that the relatively protected life we had last year was one that was going to continue unabated until we got our vaccine program right. It's the one job that the federal government had throughout this pandemic and so far they've dropped the ball. All right, uh, Greg Hunt, one, two, three, four, five, six. And the explosive interview. Ministers, those countries that you mention are looking at Australia at the moment and laughing and saying that we have got it wrong. You are the Federal Health Minister. This is a national health crisis. Have you considered resigning? For over a year, Sydney had been the luckiest of capital cities. 
While COVID tore through the world, Sydney sauntered to its maskless beat. When Melbourne went through months of lockdown, Sydney barely suffered. But now, just as many other countries were finally opening up, its luck ran out. Silently and suddenly, the deadly Delta variant breached the city's defences. FedEx 77, strong 34 left, clear to land. At 3pm on June 9, FedEx Flight 77 begins its final approach into Sydney. On the streets below, a hire car driver from the city's east is heading to the airport to pick up the crew, who avoid the quarantined red tape returning Australians have to go through, like army and police escorts. Instead, waiting to take them to their hotels, a state government supplied and approved limousine drivers like this man. Welcome to Sydney, Australia. Good luck to you and your family. We've chosen not to name him, but he has spoken to us. Come with us and give you a good ride. He told us he was wearing a mask. And yes, he was unvaccinated. Because of concerns over a family history of blood clots and health warnings about AstraZeneca. He was in the queue for Pfizer, but despite being on the front line, the 63-year-old driver wasn't fast-tracked. An inexcusable failure. It's not his fault. Ciao. I'll see you next time. People like limousine drivers, they were not prioritised. And so those people ended up not being vaccinated. We've been under the false illusion that we were kind of invulnerable to this virus to some extent with our borders closed. But once the virus penetrates the border, as it did in this instance, we then are no different to anybody else. Flight FX-77 landed at 3.34 p.m. Soon after the crew were tested for COVID, but the results would not be known immediately. After the limo driver dropped them to their hotel, he went home to his wife at their Bondi apartment. She would be the next to be infected. Fortress Sydney had just been breached. And now we're vulnerable because those borders aren't capable of holding the virus back, no matter how much effort and resource we've put into that. And we're going to end up being exposed when we're not yet ready. So why is it so dangerous? Why is not just Sydney, but Australia now so at risk? The Delta variant is the most contagious version of the coronavirus worldwide. It spreads about 225% faster than the original version of the virus. This is like fine sand that finds every even small crack in the system. In the early stages of COVID, while its viral load is still low, it's possible to have the virus and test negative. Indeed, the first results from the FedEx flight crew all came back negative. They stayed just one night in Australia, but critically weren't swabbed a second time on their way out. So why does New South Wales Health believe it was one of the crew? Well, 
the genomic sequence of the virus taken from the limo driver leaves no doubt that it came from the US. And they were his point of contact. Initially, he showed no symptoms and was out and about. He went to the Bell Cafe in Sydney's Vaucluse and other cafes at Bondi Beach. He saw a movie at a local cinema and shopped at Westville Bondi Junction, one of the largest and busiest malls in Australia. We've seen in households, the people passing the virus on to others, 60% higher with this variant. The night before June 15, the driver began suffering symptoms. After a restless sleep, he got up early so that he and his wife could be among the first to get tested that morning. The next day, the tests came back positive. Soon after, contact tracers plotted every place he'd been to. And soon after that, within the New South Wales government, reality hit. Uh, good morning, everybody. At this point, Premier Gladys Berejiklian had a choice. Option one, lockdown hard and fast. Or option two, try and manage it. She chose two. Public safety first, but also keep the economy open and our jobs going. Her light touch had kept New South Wales open for business throughout COVID, and she hoped it would work again. But initially, Sydney was slack. 13 players total caught defying lockdown. NRL footballers partied and hid under beds to avoid police. Having a party when you're not supposed to have a party is not doing the right thing. The spread had started, but for many, the message just wasn't getting through. Yeah, there's something about this that makes people think that doesn't apply to them. But you're contributing to something bigger than your own health risk every time you put yourself at risk and those around you. It is taking the virus to your family, your friends, your connections. And we have to actually recognise that unvaccinated, this is nothing like the flu. Vaccination does the work of lockdowns and other things. Vaccination turns the Delta variant back into something much more benign. In any case, the light lockdown was too little, too late. From zero cases to one every 15 minutes, all in a matter of days. From the cities east to west, and then down south all the way to Victoria. If only Australia hadn't missed its opportunity when time was on our side. We had the luxury of time. We saw everything unfold in the Northern Hemisphere. We were in our summer. We could lock down our international borders. We did a whole lot of things that could keep us safe, but we should never have allowed that luxury of time to translate into a sense of non-urgency about this virus. 99.5% of COVID-19 deaths in the US in the past few months have been among people who weren't vaccinated. Vaccines save lives. Our best protection was never lockdowns, but vaccines. The fundamental mistake that was made last year 
was not to procure enough vaccines. It is the worst failure of public administration I can recall. The mission should have been to get as many vaccines as you can and get them into the arms of Australians as quickly as possible. It was only the single most important job the federal government had. Look at this graph. It shows the percentage of population who have been double-dosed in countries around the world. 37 other countries before you get to Australia in 38th. And the last spot. You know, it, you can't say we couldn't get the vaccines because other countries did. If I was an Australian, I'd, I'd be pretty upset. When we were offered Pfizer, it appears now we did not take that up right at the very beginning in the numbers that we should have. I worry that cost might have been a factor. The Pfizer vaccine is the most expensive of those out there. Having said that, I wonder how much the current lockdown is costing uh, the government, how much the government will have, have to spend in, in terms of COVID relief funds. So it, it's, uh, uh, it doesn't strike me as being a great decision. Should the Prime Minister have picked up the phone to Pfizer and, and, and made an order? Certainly, stuff like that helps. I, I've read that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu in Israel had 30 separate conversations with the Pfizer CEO. These vaccines work. We've got to get them fast. On June 8, Sydney was Delta-free. On June 9, one limo driver was infected. By July 12, the city was not only in lockdown, residents were now being locked up. It's your girlfriend that you're there with? Yeah, yeah, it's my partner. Hello. Hi. Yeah, so my name is Angus Hall, A-N-G-U-S, H-A-L-L. Yep. And her name is Ashley Ware, but you call her Ash, so A-S-H space W-A-R-E. Ash and Angus live seven storeys above Ground Zero, the most dangerous block of flats in Australia. In this Bondi Junction apartment complex, multiple people have tested positive for COVID and have been transferred to quarantine or medical care. The remaining residents are now locked in, with police on guard outside. What a difference a week makes. So Monday morning, I was up early to watch the uh, Euro from 2020 final. And I came out here at, at uh, half time just to have a look over the city as the sun was rising and stretched my legs a bit. And I saw some police downstairs and I was quite taken aback as to what was going on. How freaked yeah, out Yeah, I think it's one of those things that you just think it's never going to happen to me until it does. I, I actually got the text and I think Angus was in the shower at the time. And I, um, I remember walking to the bathroom and just opening the shower door and saying, babe, there's COVID in the building. <laughs> so was, I, was, I was shaking. It was, it was scary. Um, yeah, it was scary. Uh, good morning, everybody. Yesterday we yeah, had... Yeah, we watched the, the press conference at 11 and found out that rather than being two cases in the building, it was, it was eight across five households. From my experience, um, you do not want to get it. You seriously do not want to get it. It is something that no matter what your age and health and fitness level uh, can really knock you around because it's certainly knocked me around, that's for sure. 
were four of us that went together for dinner and I was the only one of the four that actually uh, contracted COVID-19. I'm still trying to work out how that actually happened. I was very careful as we all were. We, we sat away from uh, people in the restaurant, didn't brush up against, have any physical contact with anyone else in the restaurant at all. Uh, we just weren't there that long. So uh, how I got it is still a mystery, but it just highlights, I guess, how uh, virulent and how contagious this new variant, the Delta variant, is. Adam Marshall getting the deadly Delta variant was no small thing, not least because he could have crippled Parliament. You see, by day 12, COVID had entered the New South Wales Cabinet, where Adam is Agriculture Minister. Like most Australians, he'd been waiting his turn to be vaccinated. At first, the National Party MP showed no symptoms. Parliament was sitting on the Tuesday. Uh, at that stage, whilst I'd been exposed to COVID-19, I didn't have the viral load in my system to, to have enough of the virus to begin uh, spreading it to other people, thank goodness. Uh, if I'd have been spreading that to some of my colleagues in Parliament, uh, the results of that could have been catastrophic from the Premier all the way down. When it hit me, it literally hit me. I felt fine and then I woke up and bang, it was literally like being run over by a truck. Uh, and I was like that laid out flat for probably four or five days. This new Delta variant, in my view, is, is very, very strong. I've had the flu, I've had colds. Uh, this was nothing like that. It was much, much worse. How frightened were you? I was quite worried. At one point there, uh, I remember saying to myself, look, if I wake up tomorrow and I'm as bad as I am now or worse, I, I'm going to I'm going to have to go to hospital. I probably underestimated how very serious this new variant is. And certainly going through that experience myself has made me more acutely aware of how dangerous it is, how easy it is uh, to transmit, to, to, to be spread, and therefore for people to catch it. Even if you'd have no physical contact with people whatsoever, you can still catch it. Uh, and really it's highlighted to me uh, the importance of getting as many Australians vaccinated as quickly as possible as we humanly can, because being vaccinated is realistically the only true defence that we have against uh, this, this Delta variant and any others that come after it. Yet even in this infected apartment block, where you'd think emergency vaccinations would be a priority, the fearful wait goes on. Since the lockdown at the unit started, has there been any efforts from New South Wales Health or, or other departments to get you guys vaccinated? Uh, none that I've heard of, no. To ask you a political question, there's a lot of criticism being directed towards the federal government at the moment for those very low vaccine rates. Have they stuffed up? They have stuffed up. Look, let, let's be frank, no need to sugarcoat it. The, the national vaccination rollout has been an absolute shambles up until this point. It's left Australians in a very vulnerable position where we've got a very virulent and contagious strain of COVID uh, in our country. And yet we have it in the context of, a, of an Australian public that uh, over 90% are completely unvaccinated. So we are completely vulnerable and at the mercy of this virus. I just think that's not only disgraceful, it's also downright dangerous.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Thirty-two days after Flight FX-77 landed, the government released this ad. I, I just think that ad was pointless at the moment because people are keen to get jabbed. They just can't because there aren't enough doses. And so it would have been better ploughing that money into securing more doses more quickly so that we can get jabbed. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. From my perspective, it strikes also the wrong message, even if there were heaps of doses. The reason why we want people to get vaccinated is because being vaccinated equals freedom. It means that we don't have to have lockdowns or any of these other draconian measures because there will be a level of protection in the community if everyone is vaccinated. Day one began with Delta on board. By day 36, the deadly variant had gone viral, shutting down Australia's two biggest cities. First Sydney and now Melbourne which once again is facing the strain and pain of lockdown. And nerves are fraying. Far from the madding crowd, in the quiet of his electorate office, Australia's Health Minister, Greg Hunt, is a man under pressure. And where we are, please. All right. Uh, Greg Hunt, one, two, three, four, five, six. A little bit more of that, please, Minister. Uh, Minister, thank you very much for your time. A pleasure. If I could begin by quoting the words of Adam Marshall, a coalition minister in the New South Wales government who we spoke to earlier this week. The national vaccine rollout has been an absolute shambles. It's not only disgraceful, but dangerous the Commonwealth Government has dropped the ball. Your response to that? Well, as we speak, uh, there will have been over 9.6 million people uh, that have been uh, vaccinated uh, uh, once or twice, over 9.6 million vaccinations. Minister, in terms of numbers, tonight, one in two Australians is in lockdown, one in 10 is fully vaccinated. That sounds like a failure to me. Well, no, with great respect, uh, as we speak, it's 34.5% of Australians that uh, uh, have had vaccinations uh, in that, the that, adult that's, population. That's semantics, Minister, with respect. That's one dose of vaccine. The numbers of Austra the number of Australians that have had Actually, both is roughly 10 Actually, it's not 10%. semantics. Uh, it is the most fundamental and important of figures, and I would ask you not to downplay the fact that over a third of Australians have already had vaccination. 
and um, that is uh, a critical protection. Australians are having to make up things to, on their registration forms to get vaccines. I mean, effectively, they're being given the choice well, I, of lying or dying. That is the reality. They're so I desperate for vaccines and they can't get them. Is, is lying, that good enough? If you do have information, uh, we would want you to report it to us immediately. But is it good enough, sir, that they are feeling that desperate? I mean, tonight in Sydney and Melbourne, the two biggest cities in the country, every pub and restaurant is closed, people aren't earning an income, and there are 20-year-olds, people in their 20s, I should say, on ventilators in hospital in Sydney. Is that good enough? Well, our goal is to have uh, zero cases of community transmission uh, and zero lives lost. In the United Kingdom, there were 48,000 cases in the last 24 hours, as you and I are speaking, and 60 lives lost in, in one day. So our circumstances are challenging in a global pandemic, but our circumstances are so vastly different from the experience of the overwhelming rest of the world. And yet, ministers, those countries that you mention are looking at Australia at the moment and laughing and saying that we have got it wrong. Uh, you are the federal health minister. This is a national health crisis. Uh, have you considered resigning? With great respect, um, our task is to make sure that uh, uh, we protect Australians. That's the fundamental thing. This week is on track to be another record week of vaccination, but it's a process that we, uh, that we have to go through to bring forward as many Australians, and um, that was always set uh, to occur over the course of 2021. Why didn't you pick up the phone to Pfizer early on and order big? Well, uh, we actually have uh, secured 40 million vaccines for Australia. Uh, we've been able to bring forward additional vaccines earlier. You're making it sound like we're winning this race, but if anybody is familiar with the figures, we're coming almost dead last in terms of developed economies around the world for vaccination rates. I mean, Malcolm Turnbull, your former boss, who we spoke to earlier this week, says, this is his words, not mine, the federal government, they've abjectly failed and they've let Australia down. Your response? Well, I uh, respectfully uh, disagree. Uh, saving lives is the ultimate test. Uh, I mean, I would ask you, uh, sometimes I imagine you're comparing us to the UK. There were 60 lives lost in the UK yesterday. In one day, 60 souls gone from this earth. And, and the test of everything that you're putting is the comprehensive nature of all of the protections for a country. Simple question, Taylor. Do you think that 60 lives lost is acceptable? I don't think any lives lost is acceptable when they can be avoided. Na naturally, okay. sir, so I don't you're think comparing us with anybody the UK. will say anything to the contrary. But I'm, I'm, not in, I'm, not in charge of, I'm not in charge of vaccinating this country. You are. Correct, and that's exactly what's occurring. When was the last time you spoke to the CEO of Pfizer? Well, the, uh, uh, that has been done uh, both in writing uh, and verbally. Uh, the Prime Minister and I uh, wrote in May. Uh, that has not been set out before previously because they had asked us not to disclose it. As a consequence of that, we were able to bring forward three million vaccines. And uh, I'm happy to uh, uh, reveal that this evening. That was not previously disclosed. Even though it was a, uh, to our detriment, not talking about it, we did it we achieved the outcome for Australia. And in addition to that, uh, we have the Moderna, uh, which is likely to start in September uh, on our latest advice. And no, uh, Novavax, the 51 million doses, are likely to be available in the final quarter of the year. Okay, Minister, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for making yourself available for us. Thanks, Taylor.
What's your message to Scott Morrison, who I'm sure will be watching, as somebody who is quite clearly impacted by this COVID lockdown? What would you like to say? I'd like to say that it'd be great to have some sort of plan in place around vaccination rates. And, you know, if we get to 80% or, or whatever it might be, this is what we will do at that point in time. We will not put, you know, lockdowns in place anymore or whatever. whatever. Just having a plan, having a roadmap um, and having that sort of committed to would be good. And now tell me about this famous sign. Whose idea? <laughs> that was my idea. Um, what we found was that Coles will deliver us groceries, but Coles won't deliver us alcohol because we need to show our ID, and we can't show our ID because we're in isolation. So we've, had, we've been trying to figure out, uh, yeah, what we're going to do about the beer situation. <laughs> I think the sign is just an example that um, whilst this is a, a pretty terrible situation, that we are going to kind of face it with a smile. Basically, we don't have enough people vaccinated. Is there an approach we can take now that will speed things up? Is there some way out of this that might right the wrongs that we've previously committed? Look, I think you have to hold tight. Help, help is on the way. It won't be next week, but, but hopefully in the coming weeks and months, uh, by the end of the year, uh, you'll have people lining up for all the vaccine that you'll have. At least that's what we can hope for.